This week's episode is brought to you by my Redefine Your Time VIP session. Friends, this session is perfect for you. If you are ready to make big changes in how you manage your time and energy as we wrap up 2023 and kick off 2024. We start with a 90-minute session where we will deep dive into your productivity pitfalls so you can create a system that is personalized to you. Then you get a month's worth of Voxer coaching with me to keep me in your back pocket for those moments of lost motivation, scheduling, chaos, or any kind of prioritization challenges. The whole package wraps up with a 60-minute call to ensure that what we built will work for you long-term. The Redefine Your Time VIP session is ideal for entrepreneurs who are growing their business while working nine to five, solopreneurs who feel stagnant because they don't know what to work on next, or the productivity enthusiasts who are looking to level up their time management game. Learn more about this offer at chelseanewmeyer.com. Hi, I'm Chelsea Newmeyer, and I'm a time management and productivity coach. My goal is to help you go from overwhelmed to under control without a strict schedule or a bunch of productivity hacks. Each week, we'll talk about productivity mindset, actionable advice, my favorite resources, and you'll hear from guests just like you who are maximizing their limited resources. If you're anything like me, you're listening to this on the go. So check out the show notes and follow me on Instagram to learn more. Okay, let's start the episode. Hi, everyone. Today, I am so excited to be chatting with Kathleen Salmons. With over two decades of work in leadership, sales, lead generation, and marketing, Kathleen has worked with Fortune 500 companies to build profitable product offers, built and sold two businesses, and now works to help entrepreneurs find their ripe ideas ready to be picked and put to work as a passive product offer, leveraging the expertise they already have. I'm really excited about this episode because we'll tee it up in a little bit, but this is going to be like a workshop. And so I'm really looking forward to that. So thank you so much for being here today, Kathleen. Thanks for having me, Chelsea. I, I know I just read your bio, but I always love to have people share their entrepreneurial journey in their own words and what inspired you to start your business. At the end of 2011, I woke up in a pile of, on my 30th birthday, I woke up in a pile of credit card debt and I woke up and I thought, gosh, I am too young, too smart, too whatever to be this broke. And I found the personal finance community that way. And I built a blog that helped me blog, like work my way out of debt. I That was really fun. As I was starting to think about like, what do I do next? Now that my net worth is zero, the spreadsheet's no fun. I got engaged and my husband was like, not comfortable sharing those numbers anymore. So I I partnered with a friend of mine and helped build his podcast to from pre-revenue to multi-six figures per year. And that was super, super fun. And then twenty in 2018, I realized that I was tired of personal finance content. It did what it needed to do for me, but the entire industry could be summed up with spend less, earn more, invest the difference. And I was done, but I was good at marketing and building things that sell better. And so when I pivoted away from that into a marketing agency, what I realized was what I loved the most was helping other people who were helping people with real money problems, solve those problems. And they were, weren't doing a great job selling their stuff. And so I was working with them to help them make more money without that, without it feeling like pickpocketing. I think, I think a lot of people feel like they're pickpocketing when they're trying to like sell a debt reduction course or something like that. And then from there, I've been in marketing ever since. So I now have an, not an agency. I just, I left the agency world, but now I am a coach who helps people 
turn their ideas into additional income streams. So one of the things that I see in as a problem in our market is that oftentimes when we strike out on our own, we trade one boss for 14 and we max ourselves out. We find ourselves at the top of the market or at the top of what we think the top of the market is. We've, mm-hmm. we've got our, our stuff and it just takes like one sickness to knock you out for a week for you to realize how tied to client work your income is. And so I come in and talk to people about how they can take all of their expertise, all of their knowledge and productize it and simpl- and templatize it so that they can create something once and sell it multiple times. I love that. And I love the hearing of business kind of generated by a need, right? Like you, you had to you had a problem, you wanted to solve it. And you're like, I'll do this myself and, and started a business and, and that blossomed. So that is an incredible story. I absolutely love hearing that. And during our pre-calls when we were chatting, just really this idea of brainstorming too. So for the audience, they're going to get to listen to a live session with Kathleen. Um, Cause I've asked you to help me brainstorm for myself and my own business. So I'm really excited to, to dive into that. Me too. Do you want to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So tell me about your business overall. Perfect. Actually, I think this might be great for the audience too, because I haven't been solo in a little while, but I am a time management and productivity coach that works predominantly with solopreneurs and nonprofit leaders to help them, I would say, maximize their limited resources. So really about personal productivity, and I do one-on-one coaching with that. Okay. So is your, is your primary offer one-on-one coaching? Yes. Okay. And are you comfortable on a podcast saying what your price point is for that? Sure. So the price point for a three month package is $2,625. Okay. And do you find that you're hitting a limit of how many people you can help? If 10 people came in and said, I want to work with you, is that exciting or a little bit stressful? 10 would be stressful. I think like five is probably where I could cap out, and okay. which doesn't feel great. So productivity is so personal. Oftentimes when I talk to coaches, I usually suggest a hybrid group model where you have some one-on-one sessions, but it's a three-month container that everybody can come to and ask questions on Thursday or something like that, mm-hmm. where... Do you see that working with your model? So I've tried a group coaching model and it went fairly well. I did kind of that classic approach of here's a course and then we met to answer the questions. I think where that didn't resonate was like one, the kind of who the target audience is for that. But again, that it was missing a little bit of that personal piece. And I don't know if people wanted to necessarily share with a group that they were, you know, really procrastinating or really stuck on something. So uh, I think it's a great idea and, and I would definitely try it again, but that's where some of the bumps I found the first time I did that. Yeah. So that's usually, so that's usually my first thing because especially for productivity. So you tell people like, listen, you don't have time to look at all of these products. You don't have time to learn all of these systems. You don't have time for all this yourself. But what you do have time for is 90 minutes to figure out what's working in other people's businesses. And so you, one of the things you can do is just individually 
don't advertise this like to everybody in the group all the time. Like, Hey, just reach out to me if you need one-on-one, but know that like when they start with you, they can, they can map out their journey, right? They can set it up so that what do you want from this? What do you think this, this can do for you? What's held you back in the past? And then you pull together a roadmap for them. They like, which is just a Google doc with links to your course things. Like, look, you need to look at the get things done method first. That's what I think will work best for you. And so that here's my lesson on that. And then what you need to do is map out the three things you want to, whatever, whatever Mm -hmm. your your individual, you bring the expertise, I bring the sales and marketing. Um, (laughs) But you, so you, so you, you have them accountable to you in that meeting. And then you hold space for questions that come up and you can, if you, if you think you need to, and you may need to at first, but you, it will quickly, it will quickly turn into a question session, but you can have themes where, all right, this week, we're going to talk about this method. Has anybody used it? Has, has that worked for them? Or we're going to talk about focus timer or whatever, you know, like yeah. talk about tips and tools, but also we'll have time for Q and A and that can work really well. And then if you see someone getting stuck, you just reach out to them directly and say, Hey, do you want, do you want to have like a half hour call? Do you want, do you want to reevaluate where, because then you pull up their document and you say, okay, well, when you first started, you wanted to accomplish, I don't know, writing a book by the end of this, where are we on that? Or Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever, whatever their goals are. And then you can realign them with that. And one of the things that I see people hesitating with a group model on is like, do I do it cohort based or do I do it? Do I have to, do I have to wait and have everybody start at the same time? And I would say no to that. I would say that especially like busy maxed out people don't want to wait for a solution. So if you leave, if you start with a one-on-one call and you say, Hey, we're going to meet every Thursday and you you just start with a few people and then you just bring people in because you've already got all this content they can go through. And if it's starting personal, then they can learn from people who are farther along. So it's a rolling three-month thing where we might not all overlap for the same three months, but they don't care because their problems are getting solved. Sure. I So it, full disclosure, I did do it as a cohort model. And it's so stressful, isn't it? I think it's like the, it's stressful in the way that like event planning is stressful where like one person signs up the instant you say, I've got a group thing. They're like, great, I'm in. And then everyone else signs up three days before start date. Yeah. And the, the, my rationale behind doing it as a cohort was because I'm someone who will get very excited about a course and buy it. And then never do it if there's no accountability to it. So the cohort model was like my way of the accountability piece. But I think this onboarding call can serve the same function, right? Because then I can meet with them. They know that someone's paying attention, that they know that there's someone cares about their progress through the through the course. And then the map throughout their journey. That's a cool idea too, as far as making it more personal, like, you know, kind of, instead of having it be that like rollout 
mm-hmm. thing of it. Yeah, I think, and I think too, where they, you know, and you can you can still make it personal, and you can still, you know, send them a, a gift when they sign up, or you know, whatever, whatever, whatever works for your business model. But then you say, okay, this is the three month program framework container, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. uh, language you want to use. In three months, I will guarantee you that you'll get an hour back a day or whatever, whatever your, your big, big, big promise is. And then tell them like, Hey, if that's not going to work for you, if it, if, so, if for some reason you don't have time back by the end of this, then I will give you another month for free, or I mm-hmm. will give you some of your money back or, you know, whatever, like whatever these, like you've seen these like crazy guarantees and uh, online yeah, sure. places and they work, especially when they're, said by the by someone with a lot of integrity Mm -hmm. so you're not going to say like hey by the end of three months you're going to get as much done in one day as you did for the last year like that's crazy right Right. (laughs) but but um but you know you'll you'll you won't feel frazzled at the end of the day you will feel like you are in charge of your time not that time is moving on without you or you know whatever that that kind of guarantee is and i think that people trust the guarantee, especially when it's like, and if you do everything like that's that's asked of you, then you will get this result. Then they're like, that's accountability psychology. Sure. <laughs> too. Yeah. And then always have something else to sell. So if you like this continued group model, you can stay on for a reduced price, 250 bucks a month. You can stay on mm-hmm. and, and help and help other people as as you want to. Or if you want to take the things deeper, we can, we can have, we can do three, three, another three months one-on-one at a high, like a higher price point, or you can do where the group has the same, the same price for three months. And then if they want to upgrade to more personalized, like, Hey, if you need me in your, in your business once a week, Great. That's an extra two thousand dollars for the, mm-hmm. the, the or whatever you whatever numbers work out for you. Sure. And I don't. I think that if you sell it like a mastermind, I'm not sure that's gonna. I, I don't think you have to call it that, right? Like right. You don't need a productivity mastermind. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like it'll accomplish anything, you know. <laughs> but you call it. You just you just say it's a it's a program that's that is this length of time that will accomplish these results and people don't actually care what the mechanics of of the delivery is right when you're you're talking to them anyway yeah i mean i think that that makes a lot of sense as for the guarantee do you you mentioned a little bit but do you see certain types of guarantees work better than others like money back versus additional time in the program versus yeah, something else. So, so confident. So I have two programs right now. My well-paid expert mastermind is a, a 90 day program where we will figure out your productized service. We will build a sales funnel for it. And if it isn't profitable in 90 days, I'll put a thousand of my dollars toward your ad spend and keep working with you until, until you're profitable. Mm-hmm. Other one is a, it's called level up and it's a, a platform for B2B people to get more sales calls on their calendar, super qualified sales calls who actually show up on their calendar. And so that guarantee is if you don't have by the end of six weeks, if you don't have 10 
sales call, really well qualified sales calls on your calendar, I will give you a thousand dollars back and work with work within your LinkedIn to figure out why it's not working and it, like work inside your business until it until it starts working. Okay. Yeah. So really, it's it's the that additional support then, right? And that additional kind of piece of accountability. It sounds like. What you want to do with a guarantee is make them feel safe, yeah. make them feel like that. Cause they, a lot of times the people that are buying from you don't know, love you, know, like, and love you or whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yet. Right. So they, they, they see an ad, maybe they see you out, out in the wild on LinkedIn. They, they see something, something that happens and they, um, they think, huh, that might be something that can work for me. And then that's when they're, so we make decisions instantly, right? So we decide like, hey, this person can help me. And then doubt creeps in. Well, I don't know. And that's when the guarantee comes in and they say, well, if she's so confident, if she's willing to put money back, my, like that I can trust that this will work. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a neat, like I've seen it work with different language, but it also makes us more confident in our sales process, right? What could you guarantee? What, what, because you don't want them to fail. You don't want to be handing out thousand dollars. Right. Sure. Left, right. Yeah. Center. But also you don't want them to fail. So what, when you're thinking about a guarantee, you think about like, what, what would you possibly want them to, what could they, what could they reasonably accomplish? You know, because I when I was working on my LinkedIn program, somebody said, "Well, you should you should tell them that they can close business on in six weeks." And I said, "Well, that's not what this this is about. This is about getting the getting them to the sales call. I don't have any idea what their sales conversations are like. I can't guarantee that. <laughs> like, yeah. And I think that that's a really good point because when I think about guarantees there is a level of the other person has to show up and do the work too right and so you can't can't make promises that they can't keep right and so making those guarantees tangible but also within a how do I say this like a reasonable expectation right right? and when you're selling coaching and when you're selling services you can't just say like, give me money and you'll get results. This is not an ATM. Right. You know, <laughs> like right. you punch in your numbers at the ATM, you do get money, right? As long as there's money in your account. But when when you're selling a service or, or a, a coaching program, you want them to know that this isn't done for you, right? Yes. Done for you has a totally different guarantee. But this is a, what you do, you can't do for other people. Right. You cannot come in. We were talking about this offline. You cannot come in and install a system that looks cool that I'll never touch that will make me any more productive. Right. Yeah, exactly. And and it's also, I feel like one of my struggles has been that I have a fairly intangible result, right? Like I'm not a business coach who can promise that you're going to make X number of dollars in your business. And so I like that you mentioned, you know, and an hour back a day or you'll, you know, like something that trying to find that tangible result that we can tie it back to. It can also be really appealing for people because those, 
that's important, right? Like people want to know what they're going to get out of a program. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really great. I want to go back to what you said about the cohort versus open enrollment kind of model. Because like I said, I tried cohort and it was stressful. I thought it was a great idea. Didn't love it. It is a great idea. Um, I I <laughs> like it. And I like, and I was toying with LinkedIn because for LinkedIn, it's very sequential. You need to work on your profile before you work on your targeting. You need to work on your targeting before you automate it. You know, you need to work on your messaging before you, you do your content marketing. But even with that, I thought, you know, I think it's better if I allow rolling enrollment, because if I'm telling you that you can get eight to 17 new sales calls on your calendar in six weeks, your answer to me is not great. Can I start in six weeks? You want to, you want to work on that right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the kind of client that I would want to work with. Like I want to work with people who are eager and excited and ready to jump in and make a change. And so the idea of them having to wait for the next week to roll out and everybody else, like, yeah, that's you definitely... basically have lost them uh-huh. on a sales call, you know, like, especially, I don't know about you, but for me, this year has gone by in five seconds. Yeah. So if you're telling me about something that's going to start in six weeks, that might as well be three years from now. I have no idea what six weeks from today is because six weeks from, from six weeks ago, I don't even remember, you know, like we're moving, time just moves so fast now. And I like the idea of a rolling enrollment and then, and then just Q and A, you can add a community element to it. You can have in whatever platform you pick, have there be community element, but have your, have your calls be really tactical, really Mm -hmm. practical. People can chit chat offline and they can meet and that's, that's fine. But this isn't networking. This is productivity. This is what, so what we're talking about today are like learning from your environment, how you learn best and how here's the six cues that you need to pick up. And you just pick that from your, your recorded content. And sure. Yeah. Talk through it again. Yep. Yeah. I definitely have tons of, tons of stuff. And I you know the program is essentially already created because I did all that work um, for the initial, for the initial group. So I think that's, I think that's awesome idea. And you also work with folks on other kinds of digital products too, right? So what other kind of digital, I mean, not for me particularly, but when you're working with someone, what other kind of ideas can come up? Well, so because you do one-on-one coaching, the the easiest next step for me to think about leverage for you is group coaching. But let's say you had a proprietary system that, that you put everybody through, right? This is the, the, the productivity system that works for absolutely everybody. I know that doesn't exist, but let's just say then what we, what like the brainstorming that I, that I tell people and like the other people here who aren't necessarily one-on-one coaches, look at what you're offering, look at your services, look at it. I like to use a web designer as an example, because Mm -hmm. a web designer is is a really good example of someone who when they are not working on a client project they are not making any money unless they have like payment plans that are coming in whatever sure yeah um, but they can they can think about what possibly they could create in a different kind of way that would that would 
resonate that would templatize. So they could make, depending on their technical skills, they could make themes, WordPress themes that people can buy. They can make branding packages. They can make social media graphics. I know two companies that are making big, big money on social media graphic packages. Yeah, I'm definitely seeing that. Yeah. So, and all of that. So designers are especially interesting because they're so creative. They make things so beautiful. So what could that, what are some of the things they could do and they could, and how could they, how could, and, and it's also personal, right? Like if you're a designer who hates Canva, honey, you do not want to build a business around Canva templates. I promise you'll hate it. Or if you're thinking about it in terms of like, look, I don't want to, I don't want to take, I don't want to do like the small stuff. Maybe you can teach people who can't afford your high-end web design packages, your design process. So to, you know, peeling back a layer. So when, when I look at a brand, I look to see their psychology. I want to, I want to make sure that they're in alignment with how they want to show up. So I make them do this, this assessment. Great. Give us the assessment. And then here's the next step that I do. And so you can run somebody through your thought process without having to actually work on their stuff. And when I suggest that to people often, the response that I get is, yeah, but now people aren't going to want to pay my $10,000 for a web design to which I say, yes, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's just, there's people who have time. And there's people who have budget and they are not the same person. And usually I use the analogy of a famous cookbook or a famous chef writing a cookbook. It does not decrease reservations at the restaurant. Don't even worry about that. I bought a Thomas Keller cookbook and it was a, there were 17 pages to make a potato dish. And I was like, cool, I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a great example. It's a great way to think about it. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. Um, and so if that doesn't resonate or you can't, you can't extrapolate from like, I'm not a web designer. No, it doesn't mean anything to me. Then think about how many years you've been in business. Chelsea, how many years have you been in business? Oh, it'll be three next month. Actually. So what could you at the at happy anniversary, what could you tell Chelsea three years ago that if she knew would get her farther along this path faster than the original Chelsea took. Because there's so many people who are three years behind us who need that foundational support. And it's all, you know, how how can you build a profitable business teaching people something that you know? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what we're that's basically what we're building when we build when we think about that business opportunity offers. Yeah. I love that. It's such a it's such a great way to think about it because it also forces you to think about your own like unique journey, right? So when you asked me that question, like my first thought was like, I'm not a business coach, so I don't know about the business piece. But I was like, but I've gotten more productive. I've gotten better at managing my own time and the systems that I use because I've tried out so many different things along the way to help clients figure out their own niche and, and what's going to work best for them. So you're going to learn from the experiences you have with your clients too along the way. I think that that's such a great question to ask yourself to get you to think about it. And the other 
thing that I love so much about what you do is when you're in the online space and you're you know on Instagram every day or on in fa- on the Facebook pages and in all the groups, right? I feel like everything just looks the same. Like everybody's just doing the same thing and just I don't know, copy pasting it over and over and over again. And so even some of the ideas that we've shared before we get recorded just through it now, it's just a whole different way to think about it and a whole new set of ideas that are out there that are possible for you and your business that haven't just been done before, haven't just been, you know, aren't just a copy paste of what everybody else is doing. And so I love hearing you, how you're, how you think through all these things. It's very, very cool. Oh yeah. Thanks. It's easier to stand out online than you think. And it's less important. Like people coming, especially if you're thinking about building like a business opportunity, right? Like how to make five thousand, five ten thousand dollars $10,000 a month, teaching people how to be more productive. Then what can be a big challenge is seeing all the other, how to make that much money, be teaching people how to be more productive courses out there. And you think, well, okay, market saturated. It's like, okay, it's not, it's really, really not. And, and you don't need all of them. We have, what What are we at? Like 7 billion people on this planet. How many of them do you need in your sales funnel? Not that many. <laughs> right. Well, it's also, so, I mean, for me, every time I see other productivity coaches or people in this space, I think it's proof of concept, right? Like, mm-hmm. great. There's a need for this. This exists. Like it would, if no one needed it, they wouldn't, it wouldn't exist. So I love seeing that. And it's just a good reminder that we create an echo chamber no matter where we are. So your feed is going to be what you like to see. And therefore, it is other people doing the same thing that you are doing. Um, So then then it can feel very much like, oh my God, everybody's doing it. The market's saturated. But that's not what your audience is seeing. That's not what your target client is seeing. So love that. Okay, well... Just to change gears a little bit, the other part of this podcast that I love so much is talking about personal productivity. So I'd love for you to just walk us through a kind of quote unquote normal day or week in your life and some of the things that you do to support your productivity. Sure. I get up every morning for seven o'clock yoga. I, after yoga, I come back and get ready for my day. I'm in my chair around nine most days, sometimes a little bit earlier. And before I end my day, I write down one thing I want to do first thing in the morning. Cause often if once I get here and sit down and it's nine, so it's like the morning's gone, right? Like it's, it's time <laughs> to get to work. Usually I need like my past self to tell me what to focus on first thing, or I'll just go straight to email. Love it. Yep. Yes, absolutely. That's great. That's perfect. And do you use any particular tool to support keeping yourself organized or keeping your tasks, like keeping up with your tasks? No, I put checklists on a on a piece of paper. <laughs> I, use, I use my pen. I have a fa- I have a favorite notebook that I buy in packs of seven. And if my kids don't get them, they last a long time. <laughs> I'm like, I just write them down on paper. Yeah, I love it. And, and my calendar. Yes. I will say that. If it doesn't make it to my calendar, it almost certainly doesn't get done. Yes. Love that. No, I mean, I joke that folks have definitely heard me say a million times that my to-do list is a half sheet of recycled paper. Like it's it's literally just like this is from some report and this is the notes on the other side. 
So no, it doesn't have to be sexy or sophisticated. I love that. Cool. And then do you have a, like you, know, you said, like you have kind of a wrap up ritual to get yourself settled in. So I love that. That's great. All right. I have three rapid fire questions. Um, and then I'll have you share where folks can find you and learn more and get, get some of this awesome brainstorming support. So are you a morning person or a night person? Absolutely a morning person. Okay, great. Love that. All digital or paper and pen? Kind of answered. Both. <laughs> Both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what is your favorite way to relax? At the end of the day, on the couch watching some fantastic television show. With <laughs> right now in Phoenix, we spend our afternoons in our teeny tiny backyard pool too. So the combo of both of those things is pretty fun. Love that. That's great. Are you watching anything good these days? Um, have you started with, have you st- re- uh, seen Schmigadoon? No. Oh my gosh. This couple ends up in a musical where everybody breaks into song. Like they, they don't know it, but they're in a musical. <laughs> and so season one is Brigadoon and season two is Chicago. So now they're in Chicago and it's fantastic. It's on Apple. TV. Love it. Oh my so gosh. Good. That sounds phenomenal. And I love musicals. So I think that will be a great. Oh, if you love musicals, you'll really like it. You'll probably, if you're like a musical um, nerd, mm-hmm. you will get, you will get like a next level enjoyment out of it. I've seen about 10 musicals. So like, I, I know them, but I don't know like this era and that era. And I don't know all the references, but man, more, it is there's more inside so jokes. Fun. If you, yeah, 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 I'm sure there's a lot I'm missing. Like I'm the kid watching, <laughs> watching stuff with like Pixar stuff that has yep. like, grown up references. In it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, Kathleen, where can people find you and learn more about you? And again, all this will be in the show notes as well. The wellpaidexpert.com. Perfect. That's it. That's your, that's your go-to spot. That's my go-to spot. I mean, you can find me online too, on the different social medias, but that's all linked on the wellpaidexpert.com. All right. Anyway. Well, well, we will send everybody to your website. Thank you so much for this. I was taking a ton of notes. And as I shared before we hit record, I'm definitely someone who learns by example. So I hope for people who stuck around and listened, you saw it in action and can kind of one, bring this into your own business, but we're also inspired to reach out to Kathleen and learn more about how you can build into your business. So thank you so much for being here today. Yeah. Thanks for doing it this way, Chelsea. This is fun. Super fun. Thank you. Thank you for enjoying another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. I hope you're feeling one step closer to your goals. Don't forget to check out the show notes and follow along on Instagram at Chelsea and Coaching. I look forward to talking to you soon.